Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm Yos Matthew and today I'm talking about Man United's 2-1 win on the final day of the Premier League against Wolves. The final game of the Premier League season for everybody. Everybody's now played their 38 games. Of course there's the big final in a couple of days for Manchester United, the Europa League final. Uh, Wednesday night against Villarreal, which is uh, which is the big thing to look forward to, really. Um, you know, good win. I thought there were some really good positive performances today to to uh, to, to look at and kind of analyse and stuff. And um, we'll certainly talk about uh, some of them as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we, we knew at least probably from a few games ago that uh, there wasn't much to play for, we'd pretty much got on top four, whether that was going to be second or third or whatever, we have finished second, which is great, um, you know, so there there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a lot to, there wasn't any sort of stakes in the last couple of matches, uh, you know, obviously there was the Europa League semi-final, got through that, into the final, we've just, we've just known for a few weeks now, it's been a case of, okay, look forward to that big cup final, but sort of finish out the season strong, and I will say one kind of thing on that as well, which is, you know, as much as I can sit here and say, you know, oh, we could have lost today, it wouldn't have mattered, could have lost last week, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, one thing that kind of did matter for was, um, you know, the team's confidence. You don't want to go into the season, you, you don't want to go into the end of the season lo- losing the last three games just because it didn't matter. Um you know, you want to finish off the season strong. We have done that. We finished second. Did we want to win? Did we want to finish second? No, obviously we wanted the title, but uh, that was, I think, about twelve points away. Um, but uh, I thought it was a good, positive game today. I thought there was a lot of good performances. Uh, a different team was sort of put out. I think there's a few interesting things to point out in the player ratings and in some uh, some performances and some things to to take note of to bring into next season really and and also some notes to kind of take into the the final in a few days time uh so yeah it was 2-1 uh scored first with the goal with let's get to the summary i suppose uh scored first with the goal from alanga uh good cross from dan james first time cross on his left foot so he's weaker side technically uh, good to see James back in the team. Good to see him on the left-hand side because, although he can play on the right-hand side, he is a left winger. And although both roles are winger roles, you know, one of which are going to be more comfortable on than the other. And Dan James is clearly more comfortable on the left-hand side. Uh, Alanga did have a ch- few chances before that to score. Didn't quite sort of take them. Uh, you know, is a is a is a new young sort of player and everything everything he is oh he's 19 i thought it was a little bit younger than that actually he's a swedish anthony alanga 19 year old um and i thought he he was uh pretty bright today you know you've got you can't give him too much stick this early on in his career he's played i think once or twice before this this isn't his debut i remember he he did play before but uh good first goal for him shows he's kind of good on the with, with his headers i mean it wasn't a difficult chance to miss but he still could have missed it um, but a good bit of build-up play, a good cross from Dan James as well, and just a little kind of note on the cross itself. There's been a lot of criticism of Man United this season about you know we take too many touches on the ball, we wait too long, we pass it out slowly from the back. It does go to show you. I know it's only one goal, but it does go to show you. There's been a lot of goals this season where we've just moved the ball a bit quicker and also kind of passed it with the first 
touch instead of like take a touch and pass it and take a touch and do, you know a lot of our sort of better goals this season or more surprising goals this season have been those either one touch passes or one or like just just quicker quicker movement on the ball and I'm very much in the camp as well of you know we have at certain points in the season you know slowly passing it out from the back and doing this and that and then taking like five touches on the ball and passing it really slowly and I've been very critical myself of uh, us doing that this season I mean how many times have I gotten annoyed at uh, you know the sidewards backwards passing we didn't really do that at all today not not that I can remember or not that I can uh, not that I really noticed um, so it just does go to show you that although we didn't win the game by you know four or five we won it by one goal and we scored two you know um, I thought the uh, it, it was much better I just felt like it was much better watching us today do the not do the sidewards backwards passing. And yes, you are going to pass it sidewards and backwards now and again. You can't just pass the ball forwards because you can pass it sidewards to then pass it backwards. You can pass it backwards to then pass it forwards. But when we do it in our usual rhythm, it is like six, you know, sidewards or backwards passes combined, and then the opposition team is all settled and comfortable. You've got to start catching teams out and start playing that quicker football. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what the Premier League's about, really. We are the fastest league. Uh, we do play in the fastest league, I think, in the world. Because, um, you know, you compare it to some other leagues, like the German and Spanish and Italian leagues, where they're a lot slower. So we've really got to kind of readapt ourselves to doing that, and I think that it was uh, it was very positive, and it was very sort of... Just a lot better to watch as well. I wasn't getting annoyed with our football. I thought our football was really good today. There was a few misplaced passes. Obviously, you had some youngsters out there, so that was to be expected. But uh, I really enjoyed the game today. I really did. Uh, there was a few moments of worry defensively, obviously, with the goal as well, which I'll talk about. But no, I thought we played pretty well today. And, you know, Wolves aren't the best team in the world, but they're not the worst either. Uh, you know, they are a mid-table team. They do have some good players in that team as well. Uh, some players that I would take at Manchester United as well. Um, you know, uh, Raul Jimenez is a, is a pretty good player. Uh, Ad- Adama Traore. I know, I know we've already got um, Ahmad Diallo, who's got his... I think his middle name is Traore. But um, I would take Adama Traore. I think he's pretty decent. I don't think he's been on the best form this season, but he's a good player from his sort of history. So they've got... And, and he obviously came off injured today, unfortunately. Um, you know, as much as we don't like the opposition team and players, you don't want, you don't wish injury on people. That's that's not nice. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a shame to see him come off. And he was giving our defence a little bit of a test, which I thought was kind of exciting as well. So, a uh, bit of a shame there. But, you know, um, that's that's the way that football kind of goes sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, good cross from Dan James with the uh, uh, cross from the left-hand side. And then a good-headed goal from Alanga. Apart from his lacklustre finishing, because obviously with the first two shots that he had, I did think he looked a pretty bright sort of spark within the team. So I, I like him at the moment. It's very, very early days. He hasn't even played 10 games for Manchester United, so you can't really judge him yet. But looks looks all right so far. D- d- should he play at number 9 constantly next season? No, obviously not. He'll probably go on loan next season, which is perfectly fine. So, um... There you go. Uh, and then uh, they did make the sub. You know, Traore came off and Willian Jose came on. I think that's how you say that player's name. Then they scored with Samedo. Uh, Matic losing the ball. Um, you know, kind of slipping over and not getting the ball back. And then just, just a bit of a defensive mix-up from everybody. Obviously, we had um, Williams. What was it again? Uh, Williams, Bailey, Twanzebe and uh, Tellers. 
at the back with Dean Henderson in goal. Just a bit of a muck up from muck up mess up, sorry, from uh, from everybody. And uh, the keeper could have done a bit better, but I wouldn't put it on him. I I would just put it on all five players collectively, uh, the back four and the goalkeeper for just just not really doing enough as a group, I suppose. Uh, Twanzebi could have done a bit better uh, with the goal, but. Um, but yeah, just a just a bit of a mess up with with that, and then just before half time, uh, Juan Mata, which I believe this is his last Premier League appearance, at least for Manchester United. I think he is leaving uh, as well. So good for him to well score the winning goal today, which was uh, good and positive and all that sort of thing. So uh, he scored the goal. Uh, now on the penalty itself. Uh, or the foul for the penalty itself. Uh, I did think it was a penalty. You know just because there wasn't loads of contact. There was enough to bring Donny van der Beek down. And if you look at the way that um, bit of play was going. Van der Beek had no reason to go down. He still had the ball. He was running into a good position with it. So he had no reason to sort of dive or whatever. You know um, at least I thought so. Um, you know he got clipped on the back of the ankle. Or on the sort of the foot or whatever. If you're running and somebody kicks you or, you know, stamps on your foot, you're probably going to fall over or at least stumble somewhat. So, yeah, especially with, you know, let's not forget these players have got things like studs on. You know, it's not just an ordinary trainer <laughs> that they're kicking you with and everything. They, they do they do have studs on them, so it does hurt a lot more. So, anyway, uh, that was the penalty and then one matter put it away, which is very good. And then uh, nothing of note really to talk about for the second half. Um, but I thought that we played pretty well and everything in the game. Uh, we did have a couple of other appearances as well. Juan Mata did come off for Hannibal Medjbri. I'm going to call him Medjbri. M-E-J-B-R-I. Medjbri. Medjbri? Medjbri? Uh, I'm going to say Medjbri. No, Medjbri. Uh, he came off for him. And then Shoratire, who we've seen a few times before, came on for Diallo. And then later on, uh, William Fish making, I think his professional debut, 18 years old, English player, came on for Dan James with about 20 seconds to go. So, um, I'm glad that I've seen what he looks like, I suppose. Because <laughs> although it's got a picture of, him, picture of him sort of listed here, you can't tell much from that. But looks like your average guy, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, cool to sort of see him come on and stuff, I guess, but not much of anything of note to talk about. Speaking of the end of the game, by the way, um, nothing for these teams to really play for. 2-1 was the score. 95 minutes were added on, but he the ref played, was it 50 minutes in total, which is plus 5? Um, no, not plus 5. Yeah, plus 5. Um, no, it was, no, it was 50, I'm sure it was like 97 minutes played or or, or something like that, uh, so 52 minutes it, it would have been, 51 or 52, something like that, it went on for like 2 or 3 minutes longer than what it needed to, nothing was happening in the game, and players were just kind of passing the ball around, Wolves sort of tried to score a little bit, but, meh. You know, nothing really of note kind of happened. So anyway, not, I don't really want to nitpick on that. That was just a little sort of like, okay, why aren't you blowing the whistle for full time? Like, what are you, what are you waiting for? You know. So anyway, uh, that's pretty much my thoughts on the game. I'm gonna get into some more of the player performances when I do the player ratings because there isn't much to talk about from the rest of the game because uh, I can dig into uh, player specific things. 
and a little bit of like the team selection and, and a few other things. So uh, let's get into some housekeeping now because uh, there's no other goals or anything else to talk about really. Uh, let's get into some housekeeping um, and then we'll do the player ratings. See you for all that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, I did a review yesterday for a film called uh, Army of the Dead. I gave it a don't skip rating. It is uh, Zack Snyder's... Uh, zombie film he's done one of them before I think it was called Dawn of the Dead which I haven't seen but uh, this is a new one on Netflix and it looks like he's trying to build excuse me a sort of uh, franchise around it there's planned sequels and possibly prequels as well but I gave it a don't skip review I really really enjoyed it Uh, it's been a bit of a mixed opinion about it um, uh, on the internet and stuff but uh, I gave it a don't skip I enjoyed it and you can listen to why I thought that on that podcast. So that's available on Netflix and possibly cinemas near you. So there you go. Uh, analyzing Television episode 11. Talking about Netflix's uh, quantity over quality problem. Uh, there's lots of different reasons as to why I've reached that kind of conclusion with Netflix. Uh, still produce some great shows. They've just kind of not exactly hit it out of the park this year. As of yet, uh, that's because of some things that happened last year and some things that are happening this year. And I talked about all that stuff over there on Analyzing Television. Uh, also, the 10th episode of Analyzing Television talking about the brilliant Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, I've been really enjoying the content that they've put out, at least the ones that I've seen so far. I've liked almost all the shows that I've seen on there. And I really like what Apple is doing Excuse me at the moment. 
uh, with their content in terms of well the the opposite thing really with Netflix uh, in terms of you know making quality over quantity in terms of their TV shows and I've just really liked what they've done I like their streaming service and the shows on there so I talked about all of that uh, did a podcast talking about the excellent return of 90s video games specifically the 90s PS1 era of video games such as Crash Bandicoot and Abe and Final Fantasy and Spyro and etc etc there's a lot more mentioned Um, but there's been lots of remasters and remakes lots of good remasters and remakes uh, brought to the modern consoles you know Xbox and PlayStation uh, with PlayStation 4 and stuff and I've really liked a lot of the uh, return of the 90s games that we've had such as remasters and remakes of those types of games uh, speaking of one of those games um, did my review for Oddworld Soulstorm which is a remake of Oddworld Abe's Exodus the second game in the franchise so this is this is a remake of that I gave it a must play rating and it's another excellent 90s return so really really happy with how that turned out so there's that Uh, we're also still doing Breaking Bad we're up to season 2 episode 6 so far we'll be doing episode 7 on Wednesday Um, in iCast episode obviously for the one one draw with Fulham uh, gaming talk this week we talked about Oddworld, uh, Oddworld's uh, future in terms of the games. Lauren Lanning wants to do a lot of different things with them, including possibly making an animated TV series, which I think would be great. also talked about Ubisoft and their sort of change in how they're approaching their games sort of strategy. And we talked a bunch about PS5. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, the newest one is 6.13, season 6, episode 13. The newest episode for Batwoman, season 2, episode 5. And that's mostly what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on the podcast platforms. Let's get back to the player ratings. Alright, let's get into player ratings. Uh, Dean Anderson, I'm going to give him a 6. He had nothing really to do. I think he made 2 saves possibly. Let's just look at stats for a second. Um... I mean, the goal went in, but like it wasn't all on him. It wasn't some sort of horrific goalkeeping mistake. Shots on goal, they had four. I can remember about two of them. Whether or not some of them were blocked, I don't know. But uh, I remember about two shots. One of them went in, and one of them he kind of very comfortably saved. So not much to talk about there. Six for uh, Henderson. Uh, Brandon Williams, I thought he looked pretty bright. Um, I thought I thought a lot of the young players on the pitch today looked pretty bright. Uh, even though obviously he's played here for for a few seasons, I just kind of wonder what's gonna gonna happen to him in the future. There's still a lot of talk going on about like oh, Wambasaka needs uh, competition at right back. But if you if you think about it, if you sign another right back, you'll have four. Because Delo isn't hasn't left. He's on loan. Diego Delo. I think he's on loan at is it Roma that he's on loan? Somewhere like that? Can't remember. Uh Diego Delo, who's still relatively kinda young, is on loan. Wambasaka's obviously the first choice. Then you got Brandon Williams. And then if you sign another one, because we've been linked with that Max I think he's called Max Aarons from Norwich or something. Uh you don't need four of them. You need two Maybe three, depends on how much you rotate them. But given how much football one Basaka plays, which is 99% of it, I don't think that you need another right back. I just don't. I agree with, you know, getting more competition in there in not just the right back, but every single position. I think everybody, every player needs competition in their position. But maybe Brandon Williams can offer that a bit more if he actually gets a bit more of a chance to do so. But you don't need another right back. Plus, you kind of do still have three because, again, the low is coming back. To the team, whether or not there'll be some sort of permanent agreed uh, deal in in the summer, we don't know that yet. But at the moment, he's scheduled to uh, 
come back to Man United. So maybe give Delo another chance. Maybe he's the competition that everyone's sort of been talking about. But again, you have three right backs and one Bissaka plays all the time. So no, you don't really need another one. So anyway, I'm going to give him an eight. Uh, Eric Bay, I'm going to give him an eight as well. I'm going to give Twenzebi the same and I'm going to give... Uh, Tellers the same. I thought they were all pretty much above average and pretty good defending. Obviously, they let in a goal, but um, it was a bit of a sort of collective effort. I don't really know who to blame specifically. Maybe Twanzebi could have done a bit better with a tackle, but he had a really, 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 really good game. Apart from that, there were several tackles that he put in and clearances and like pushing players off the ball, which is great. So, because uh, there's been the debate at the moment, you know, who's going to be the centre back pairing in the final? Is it going to be... Because it's going to be Lindelof. Like, I can't escape that, unfortunately. Uh, Harry Maguire doesn't look like he's going to be fit. So it's probably not going to be Maguire and Lindelof. So it's going to be Lindelof and Bay or Twenzebi. Um I'd personally go with... I mean, I like both of them. I really like Bay and Twenzebi. I think they offer slightly different things. But the big thing that they do offer that Lindelof doesn't really is strength. How many times have we seen Lindelof get pushed off the ball this season? And how many times have we seen Bay and, and Twenzebi get pushed off the ball? So it's a bit a bit of a different ratio. So I myself would play Bay and Twenzebi because I just don't trust Lindelof. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or even probably one episode, you probably already know that I felt that way. So I just, I just, I just don't trust Lindelof at all. And I probably would put Maguire in there if he was if he was available. Uh, I think he's a presence that's being missed, but if he's not able to play, if he's injured, then you have to choose another option. So, uh, I thought they were all relatively pretty good today. Tellez, again, showing his sort of attacking qualities, lacking a little bit defensively. That's something he could maybe work on, but as we've kind of established before in the past, um, Shaw is more of the defensive left-back, even though he can get forward, and Tellez is more of a sort of left-wing-back, where he really gets forward a lot, so... Again, I, I, one of my favourite things within the team is the um, rotation of twen- uh, of uh, Tellers and, and Shaw. I think it's really, really good for this team. So, uh, then the midfield pivot, Van der Beek and Matic. I'm going to give Matic a 6. I thought he was okay. He did, like, slip on that occasion and all that sort of stuff. Um, I just think him and him and Mata, I think they've had their time in the Premier League. Obviously, we know Mata's probably leaving. Matic did have his, his uh, contract extended this season. I'm not sure what that's going to mean for him going forward. Um, but I'm going to give him a 6. Uh, Van der Beek, I'm going to give him a 9 and my man of the match. Um, yeah, I thought he was really, really brilliant today. Got the rare 90 minutes instead of 2 you know, that he usually gets, um, can't make any sort of jokes about, uh, him not getting picked or whatever, uh, not that it's funny, because it's not, it's, it's not funny, um, but I thought he looked brilliant today, uh, Van der Beek, I agree, I, I do agree with what a lot of people on Twitter were saying, that if you get Van der Beek in that midfield pivot, next to, next to a Matic who's 10 years younger, or even 5 years younger, uh, I think that's a very good pairing for next season. As much as I do like Fred and McTominay on certain occasions, I think the Van der Beek with a world-class CDM is the better option, especially if you want to actually win the Premier League, which I, I, I want to win it. I, I would like to win the Premier League or, you know, more trophies. Obviously, we could in a couple of days, but, you know, so there you go. Uh, but n- 9 out of 10, my man of the match. No real reason I'm not giving him a 10. I'm just giving him a 9. I suppose I could give him a 10, but whatever. Um, let's go over to the right-hand side. Diallo, bright spark in the team. Really, really good. I'm going to give him an 8 as well. Um, 
Looks like he's got a surprising amount of football intelligence for his... How old is he again? He's 18. He's going to be 19 in July. So very shortly. Um, looks a really good player. Looks a really, really good player. He got almost 90 minutes today, which was good. Um, yeah, I'm very, very impressed with him. I think some of his passing was really, really good. He's really fast and really quick. Um, I think he's got a good amount of strength as well. And just, just looks a really skillful, really good player. And uh, I really like him. So, uh, one matter, I'm going to give him... I'll give him a 7. He wasn't quite as good as some of the 8s in this team. Scored a good goal. Just, again, him and Matic uh, just haven't really got the legs for it anymore. But Mata seems like he's going to be leaving. And look, you know, I really, really like one matter as a player. You know, if you if you take one matter from 5 or 10 years ago... It's a world-class player. He still is a world-class player. He's just not got the legs to do that in the Premier League. So, you know, if he leaves, goes back to Spain or goes to Germany or Italy or some other sort of league and has a really good sort of end to his career, credit to him. I think he's been great in this team. And uh, not not in the last couple of seasons. He's sort of obviously, you know, his, his age has sort of caught up to him. But um, one of my one of my favourite players at Man United over the last couple of years... Uh, sorry, not, not over the last couple of years. Before the last couple of years... When the, his age caught up to him. Before that, I think he was he was one of my sort of favourite players. I I've wanted him to play in that ten position for so long, but it's always been other players. Whether it's been Pogba or or someone else, you know. Obviously, you're talking uh, pre um, Bruno Fernandes, uh, but he always kept getting put on that right hand side, and it didn't really help him. I want I wonder what the team would have looked like or what he would have looked like if you played Matter at number ten a bit more, you know, sort of pre pre Bruno. When Pogba wasn't quite maybe doing what he should have been doing. Um, and one matter was just sort of there as well. So, I don't know. He's one of my favourite players anyway. I will miss him. Obviously, he can't really compete at top, top Premier League level anymore. Which is a shame. But uh, credit to one matter, definitely. So, and uh, there you go. Uh, Dan James, I would have given him an 8. I'm going to give him a 7. That chip shot that he tried to do. Uh, you, you know, as I've tried to say very, very clearly before, there's players in this team that I do like, there's players in this team that I don't like, but when a player that I don't like has a good game, I'll tell you. When a player that I do like has a bad game or makes mistakes, I'll tell you. And what I'm telling you now is I like Dan James a lot. He's one of my favourite players on this team. I think he had a very good game today. I think that cross was very good. But I can't let that stupid... There's a very sort of stupid, silly attempt at a chip shot and it it didn't work well so I've got to point him out for it I'm just trying to be fair you know just because I like him doesn't mean I'm going to brush his mistakes under the rug um I think he looked very bright very good today but yeah if if he'd have done better with that shot or n- not even necessarily scored it put it on target maybe got a corner or it got deflected and another player picked it up you know, if he'd have done something better in that situation, I would have given him an 8. So, I'm just trying to be fair. Just trying to point out what he's done wrong. Um, but I thought he was good. You can't deny the quality of the cross for the goal. He did really well. I know he's a kind of a controversial-ish sort of figure in terms of his performance. But, you know, there you go. I, I've pointed out his mistake. But I've also pointed out what he did well, which was the cross. And I thought his overall performance was pretty good today. So... There you go. Uh, Alanga, I'm going to give him a... Uh, I've almost given everybody an 8, haven't I? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give him an 8 as well. I, I, I just think that's how good the team were today. It was like an 8 or a 9-ish, sort of out of 10. Um, 
yeah, good header with the with the goal. Could have scored. I, I would have liked him to have scored one of those other shots that he had. Um, I think the one in front of goal where he really sort of like scuffed it. I thought he could have maybe scored that, but again, good, uh, well taken uh, opportunity from him with the header. And I, I, like I said, aside from his, um, aside from the shots he missed, I thought he looked pretty bright today. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty bright in this in this team today, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of him. But probably not any like first team serious football next season. So, by the way, I did mention on my Twitch stream earlier when I was streaming Last of Us Two just before the game was starting that Phil Jones was rumored to come back for this game today. Obviously, that didn't happen. He's not on the bench either. He is listed in missing players, but he's back in training. There's there's going to be a few things to talk about in the wrap up podcast. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that sometime after the Europa League final. You know, make sure the dust is settled, see if we win that trophy or not. Have a little bit of a think about the season and where we kind of go next season, that kind of stuff. So there's a few things left to do yet, but I will talk about, you know, a lot of players and their sort of futures. I don't know what I would have done if Phil Jones had been in this team today. I wouldn't have, like, raged or got angry. He is being paid to play for this football club. Uh, whether he's good enough to do that is a little bit of a different discussion, but... Yeah, so, anyway, uh, in terms of the other players that did come on, Fish came on for about 20 seconds, like I said, uh, the other player, and then Shoratire, uh, did come on as well, but, uh, nothing massive of, of note, really, there per se, so, there we go, uh, but that's it for the Premier League season, there is a big, big game on Wednesday, Europa League final, I don't know what time the podcast will be, because if we lift the trophy, I'd like to see all of that before we... Uh, before I do the podcast, so it might be a little bit later on Wednesday. Uh, you're talking be- between the le- be- between eleven and one, um, maybe on uh, on Wednesday night. We'll see how things go, but I do want to, you know, get myself. If we win, obviously, you know, if we lose and there's no uh, trophy to be lifted, then I'm not going to watch Villarreal lift the trophy, am I? So the podcast will be a little bit earlier if that's the case. But let's hope we win. I'm confident. Uh, we just got to turn up. We really have. I don't think Villarreal are the biggest threat. We just have to kind of um, turn up, I think. So we shall see. 